Open the five bay doors, please, pal. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Look at the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. <laughs> a movie artist with Brad Patella and Gus Trapper. Yeah, yeah. I went camping and it, that was fun. And um, so I don't have anything for the what are you watching segment because I didn't watch anything because I was camping, which was a good thing. We had fun and yeah, we swam a lot and the kids kids enjoyed it. And Yeah, that place is awesome. Uh, I've, I've never been to that exact campground, but that area I've hiked at the bottom of the southern hit like if you kept on going south yeah it, it kind of goes down and there's like a little pool off at the bottom of the hill yeah and you can get onto the the north country trail from there which yeah. goes up past a bunch of the trails that go like connect to tracy ridge campground and stuff jamie's been hiking all up through there she did like a like a race i don't know if race is the right word but like they walked 50 miles in like two days. Damn. And uh, she like prepared for weeks and then was all excited and she did it. And yeah, that's impressive. She has all the gear. I'm, I'm not the backpacking. Uh, gear. Yeah. I'm not quite as much into backpacking as she is. Although I love the camping and the Tracy Ridge campground is really nice. Cause there's no glampers. It's all like, rustic sites yeah i like that which too. which i like like we we stayed at another campground red bridge and it was very like a lot of rvs and they all have they have the generators out and shit yeah they're, they're nice. running gener- it's like they're playing playstation it's like, yeah <laughs> this is supposed to be like <laughs> getting all right away. there's like a level of yeah i get it like that's fun and all but I see that I can get the like temptation to want to be like that, but also it's fun to, once you break through that like wall of not needing those things. Yeah. I was looking forward to getting back on the PlayStation, but I was not like itching to do it. It was just, I don't know. It's good to just be away from civilization, I guess maybe just as a nihilist i don't know it's yeah we uh we went up to acadia you know years ago now um and that was like easily one of our best trips we've ever done it was so fun where is this acadia national park in uh bahaba okay maine oh Um, right yeah and it's this amazing you're on an island and it's Bar Harbor is just this small town. And then it's just, okay, it's most of the island is like Acadia National Park. And it's just a bunch of day hikes and stuff, which is my favorite. Like I like backpacking yeah. and, and all that, but like it's, uh, what does Lucas say? Type B fun, where it's fun <laughs> after the fact, you know? Oh, okay. B you know, fun? Type B? Type A fun. I like that. I'm gonna, I think that's type B fun, yeah. Like, it's not fun when you're doing it, but it's fun to yeah. look back on. Right, unless you are, you know, really into... There is some, you know, there's that sense of accomplishment and stuff, you know. Yeah, I think... My, uh, my brother and I did, like, a 50-mile hike in the middle of PA called the Black Forest Trail, which is... It's a big loop trail, and it's supposed to be yeah. one of the more difficult trails in PA... And it, you know, um, just like the elevation gain and stuff yeah. is really steep and and uh, quick. And um, my feet were so destroyed, and I couldn't like my <laughs> yeah. hamstrings were so tight. And but like on the drive home, I was like on cloud nine. Just you know, it was like the, I wanted to like call everybody and tell them what I did. You know, <laughs> my one son and i are going to turn around and go up to blue heron this weekend so we're going right back out camping for two days at a music festival that'll be fun where there's a bunch of hippies and yeah i'm excited to do it it hasn't happened in two years and we did it um we were we were going every year for like i don't know three or four years before covid and where is that 
it's up in new york like um sherman new york which is about an hour and a half not too far it's off 86 yeah it's cool there's like dawn of the buffalo and a lot of hippie bands like bluegrass and um so we're gonna do that that's gonna be more glamping though we're gonna i'm gonna take beer and whiskey and um like have all have all the have milk in my coffee in the morning (laughs) yeah Oh, you didn't do you didn't take you didn't take beer or whiskey with you this I, when you we, went car camping we did take i did have some beer but all right i don't know I say, this, man, this is like after yeah. a hot day of, you gotta you gotta have beer know. for that yeah. so so speaking of hiking this movie is about hiking kind of and it's <laughs> sort of camping and they're sort of camping right they're it's a two-day trip for them yeah they they do some cowboy camping yeah they're 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 roughing it on this they're man this how, did you watch it on netflix yeah yeah um i hadn't seen it in probably 20 years and oh i, I watch it like all the time it's oh, my favorite yeah i love it like i forgot how much i loved it it's so good it's yeah well it's one of the all-time greats well let's get uh an intro recorded and then tell people what we're talking about and talk about the movie because <laughs> this is a movie podcast and damn it we're going to talk about this movie which i love which is a great movie so uh yeah hey gang my name is brad patello welcome back to our show uh, i'm joined by my good friend gus trouth adam couldn't make it um today we're talking about stand by me from 1986 our summer slambery continues too yeah with this uh, film about four boys who walk on train tracks in the summer and to go see a dead body. <laughs> to see a dead body. <laughs> it's very melancholy. I forgot just how dour it is, really. I mean, there's there's good there's moments of levity, but it's I found it's very well, kind of, uh, see, I like yeah, I don't I don't think that's the ultimate message. Although it's like, you know it's melancholy, about, it's nostalgic. Well, it's, yeah, maybe dour is not the right word. I mean, it's it's realistic, but it just I don't know. It just made me sad. Oh, maybe, it's for sure makes you sad. I don't know. It makes me sad in like the best way. Yeah, it doesn't make me sad in a way that I'm like, like I'm also like whenever his his kids want to go to the pool or that his kid and his and uh, his kids friend want to go to the pool yeah and then he kind of like that's what whenever they go that's what he well my dad's like this whenever he uh, gets in his writing thing and then he watches them go out you know leave the room and he smiles yeah because he's like oh that's like you know that's what i'm writing about and it just it kind of makes him think about that and then he writes that great line at the end yeah about maybe- you maybe it's just like at the end when they all kind of go their separate ways and uh we never really saw much of teddy and Vern after this and well i I guess it starts with you know chris you know you see the headline right off that chris has died in a knife like a stabbing incident yeah yeah i guess i i don't know i think that's what um makes the movie for me because it's it's like it's entertaining it's funny it's honest it's like it's the honesty of the like you know they're not like yeah it's very pulling the veil over you or something and just how the kids are with each other and The the friendships are so believable and the characters are so believable ace is like also like the bully um keith or sutherland he like maybe i mean people were it at least in waynesburg people were fucking scary like especially older kids like they were scary like they would beat the shit out of you i like that he sticks like he doesn't change like at the end he's like i'm gonna get you guys and he never he doesn't even really let them he doesn't show weakness other than the fact that he like says all right guys let's go yeah that character is a very classic 
Stephen King staple, like the the greaser bully character is in. Yeah, but don't you think Sutherland plays it like perfectly? Oh, he's perfect. Yeah, he's great in it. Like he's that part's made for him almost. Like he's he's so good in that role. He's so he is scary because he's so psychotic and yeah, all the characters are very believable. Dead eyes. Yeah, and just no compassion and no no empathy at all this is like, close to being a perfect movie in my opinion i just think yeah it, i would it agree has, there's it, it's shot classically the acting is great there but there is still style to it there's these great moments of slow motion and no it's using the cinematic language like perfectly yes the performances are like unforgettable almost every scene is like a classic scene either with a quote or like just you you just you just remember this every scene every situation they're in yeah like every little vignette it's really tight like it's not there's no there's no fat to it it's all like every every scene moves the story moves the characters there's nothing that doesn't need to be there and it's pretty quick too it's it's like an hour and 28 minutes it's a fairly short movie fucking perfect movie but and within the first five minutes you know you know all the characters yeah and you are that scene in the tree house yeah (laughs) poor Vern. Vern. as much as i want to be probably like i probably you know connected the most with gordy but probably i got a little Vern in me too gordy's like the everyman you know like yeah he's the everyman so you can connect with him but but uh but but I like that they push him a little bit further with his uh, his dead brother, played by yeah. Joe Cusack. Yeah, great casting. The cast yeah. is so good. Like I would say that I say would say, and I I, I think it's effective as far as maybe it, it, and maybe it's a, just slightly over like a little heavy handed. Are uh, Gordy's parents? Yeah, <laughs> they're like I mean they did go through a tragedy. And it and it maybe you need it, and I, I don't think it goes like outside of the um, this movie's wheelhouse or something like that. But I think that it's just maybe the lesser part of the movie. They they feel very flat. Yeah, that. Well, but they're kind of supposed to, to for so for when so Gordy's dramatic moments can hit even harder whenever he because he doesn't believe in himself, his self loathing because his father's never yeah given a shit about him. Well, I'm thinking, do we only ever see them in flashback? Is the, the scene where he asks no. for the canteen, is that in the present? Yes, because he's asking okay. for the canteen, and the mom won't answer because she knows where the canteen is, and it's yeah. in the brother's room. I'm wondering if that's to just see it from his perspective. like That's what I was thinking about, the same thing what I was bringing up ace i think making somebody that's scary when you're younger and there's somebody that's like four grades ahead of you yeah and like you and you hear all these like oh he got in a fight and he beat he and this, knocked this guy out or who knows what kind of you know stories are about ace when but he like, says at one point he says if either of you had two grand i would kill you both yeah and you, you believe it yeah you see it in their face too those, <laughs> yeah. the goons there's some great details that i had kind of forgotten about i mean obviously um, it's loaded with that kind of stuff every t- little bit there well, t- teddy's ear knock. yeah teddy's ear but i one thing i only noticed recently is like eyeball uh ace's second in command has like a a burn on his eye did you notice that like a, a burnt like a cigarette burn scar on yeah his... maybe it looks like a cut or something that yeah i thought it was because it's you see it most prominently in the scene where ace is threatening to burn chris's eyeball with a with with the cigarette yeah, yeah and, i, didn't, uh, I the, guess i didn't connect that it yeah i i wondered if that was like oh like ace did that to him like but you it's never explained it, you just you barely see it like it's other than they call him eyeball they they call him eyeball 
and he has what looks to be a, a cigarette burn, like the scar of one on one of his eyes. Like Ace had maybe burned him with a cigarette. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, yeah, if you had re- ever read the, the book. No, I didn't. I was going to ask if you did. No, it's... I don't read. I don't read stuff. Okay. Was it? What is the title different? Right. It's like um... the, the body the body yeah it's based on a novella which i think is part of a bit like a bigger thing like one of his night shift type books where there's different stories well it takes place in um castle rock yeah of course. <laughs> but oregon this time and not maine yeah um and i think reading i did read i wonder um, if that was changed though for the screenplay the title no no i know the title was obviously the um the, the oh Portland. the setting yeah i read that there was i don't know if this is true or not if this is an urban legend it seems fairly legendy that one of the screenwriters mistook portland in the book for portland oregon and, and they just stuck with it <laughs> but i don't know if that's true or not <laughs> it was just like a miscommunication with the screenwriter like oh you meant maine oh sorry i guess we're we're shooting in portland now uh, oregon now yeah right <laughs> they're both kind of scenic though i think the story could have worked in either location like and the the scenery is a big part of the visual style of the film too there's a lot of a lot of wide landscape shots beautiful you know scenery beautiful landscapes and this you get is, a lot of it rob reiner this is basically his third feature he did he, he did spinal uh, tap this is spinal tap which then, you know yeah we did that's a classic too yeah then the sure thing did you see the sure thing oh yeah i, I okay. love all those early john Cusick yeah. uh rom-coms i think the sure thing was like one of his first movies was john cusack's one of his first movies they had just finished shooting the sure thing when he was cast as the maybe one of his this. first um well it wasn't like a big name yet John well, because he, he yeah he had been in a movie called uh the class and or or just class and class, yeah. and then he had been in um 16 candles 16 candles before this too yeah. before before the sure thing i don't know he kind of took Man, off Rob like Reiner all these in actors the 80s, damn yes. actually up up until 92 he is just in my opinion up until north basically <laughs> yeah i've never seen north it's not good a few good men I liked. Oh, I, mean, I love a few yeah. good men. Misery is, is fantastic. Also, Misery, King. Harry Met Sally, Princess Harry Met Bride. Sally, I love that. And Princess Bride. Yeah. But after what Ghost... a, that is like, God damn, dude. He's yeah, just, that is a quite that a run. Is just, I can't believe that. And that's, a, that's a movie a year. Like, could you imagine that? Like, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. I'm guessing while you're working on one, you're kind of, you know, the shoot is only so long. So yeah. you're, but, still you're in the editing room and i'm sure he's helped writing and stuff and just getting the cast together and there's it's yeah. tons of work and then what you just go right on to the next one or there's overlap my god there must be a little overlap i'm sure yeah when it's one a year like that because i mean that that's what final uh, tap 84 yeah. sure thing 85 stand by me 80 uh 86 princess bride 87 and then he skips 88 when Harry met Sally, 89, misery, 90, few good men, 92. So it's basically one a year and they're all hits. Like all, that entire run of movies are all good movies and they're all different too. They're all, he came from an acting background though. Like big part of like the casting of this movie is a big part of what makes it work so well. I think the character's, the actors have good such good chemistry with each other and yeah i think too when you have these younger kids not to say they weren't great actors but when you have like the same thing with taika waititi and his ability to get those performances out of like you know with jojo rabbit and and boy and um hunt for the wilder people like yeah just sometimes the actor or the director is so important to get that performance out of because man there's just just in the takes like they might doing just like a reaction take by yeah. one of them is so good or yeah. whenever like Vern like they they fall into the water 
and he's like I said we I told you we should have stayed on the track you know (laughs) it's like how how his face is you know and, and the then, way Teddy looks at him after yeah, that. Yeah, Teddy does a slow turnover to him. Yeah, it's just like, and that's just one of one example I can think off off the top of my head. That but. was like, yeah, he's he's an actor's director. He 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 comes from an acting background, so I think he knows how to get these performances. And actually, he has more acting credits than directing. Like, I think more, like recently in the last ten years or so, he's done more acting than directing. What was the one, uh, the Leo he's movie? He was in Wolves of Wall Street. Yeah, that one. Yeah. 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 And he's a great and, actor still. Yeah. Yeah. He basically hasn't made a good movie in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't directed for a while. Like, which... and, and, and basically after A Few Good Men, it's just like trash. Yeah. I guess, I guess, I don't know. I don't really like um, Ghost of Mississippi American was President. okay. I, I didn't see American President. I've seen it more recently. It's fine. But that hasn't done much. He, he's done some TV but I think he kind of yeah. went back to acting. Apparently they're working on Spinal Tap 2. You, you heard about this, right? No. It's going to be a thing, apparently. I mean, it could be great. Those, you know, those guys are still pretty funny. Yeah. I was thinking about, man, River Phoenix, if he hadn't tragically died in 93, I think he could be like the greatest actor of our time or up there, you know? He certainly was headed that way. I mean, I can see him in a lot of roles. Every yeah, totally. Like that, Leo. The all the a lot of the roles that Leo was in, like all the Scorsese stuff, and I can see him in uh, like a lot of art house stuff too. Like yeah, yeah, uh, more indie things. Did you see um, my own private Idaho? Yes, good one. That would that was great movie. I I can yeah. He's great in this. he really like holds the group together and as the leader and his, how he talks to Gordy. And I like that he, you know, he, he thinks that he's stupid, you know what I mean? But he's yeah. super intelligent and obviously he is, he just was never given the time to excel because he becomes a lawyer eventually. Yeah. He's like from a bad family. Yeah. All the, all the kids have, such tragic backstories like except for maybe Vern you don't I guess you don't hear much about Vern's backstory his brother's one of Ace's gang well but... you can just from his um but even even that brother is the older brother is still like the like the lamest and not as serious out of the gang you yeah. know what I mean yeah. like he probably gets picked on the most out of that gang like yeah. just like Vern does and it, yeah, I would assume the reason Vern is the way he is is because he's babied and pampered and stuff and he's allowed yeah. to be like you know where the other guys can't afford to be like that they don't have that luxury yeah to, i to think be like, of the group of four he's the one that i guess we learn the least about the one the one that all the other characters have like a breakdown moment like where they yeah but you need Vern too like and they're even he's good at laughing at himself too and like yeah. just they're like oh make fun of the fat kid or spit on the fat kid or whatever i love how um, he's fat like 1959 version of fat yeah. it's like just a little bit fudgy yeah. pudgy he's not fat at all he's no jerry um, mcconnell this is his first yeah jerry mcconnell yeah <laughs> and he what a good i mean like the whole but you everybody had that kind of friend you still yeah. i still have like a friend or two that are kind of like that in the group that like are like they, they're this they're they kind of put their foot in the mouth their mouth all the time and they <laughs> and it's just so easy to kind of tease them i mean i'm sure i'm was the Vern of some you know older group of friend friend circles that i was in you know yeah. to some extent um that's what makes this movie so relatable is that everybody had friends like this kind of like the archetypes that they represent kind of like everybody yeah kind of knew somebody like that or but they weren't just so one direction that like you know they were fleshed you... out yeah but oh god they're, so they're recognizable as like oh that's that kid like you can look at teddy and go oh yeah that reminds me of sure this this kid i used to know or um lots of crazies out of waynesburg yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah how about the train dodge the first train dodge when when teddy wants to do that that's like the first i mean 
you have the bully moment, which is expected in movies like this. Yeah. To can that gets pretty serious. And you know, when he's the 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 scene where he gets his brother's canteen or he gets a canteen which is in his brother's room which i'm guessing is his brother's and that's pretty heavy yeah this is the first scene you see of the of the four friends together that like they set up how like you know kind of out of control teddy is because yeah. i think the line is he's like this is the craziest guy i ever met or something like you know he's not gonna live to 20 or yeah something like that. there's that's yeah that's that's a line down the you know further in the movie but at the very beginning in the treehouse I, th- I think it's a narrated line oh uh, which R- richard reifus does a fantastic job narrating yeah. this movie fantastic yeah um but when he goes to stay in front of the train and like he's first he's gonna do a train dodge and then he's gonna like you know and then he's like almost gonna really let the train hit him yeah and it's just like he, he that kind of you know adhd ish brain i guess uh and i just had ha- how R- river phoenix handles that situation and how he talk afterwards yeah. yeah and then and like it sets up so much stuff and then it sets up the train dodge for lots later. of foreshadowing yeah yeah and it's just and 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 also every scene has these great like the sound design i kind of you don't lots of stuff about this movie is unassuming the editing and the sound design you don't really necessarily it's very subtle even the cinematography isn't like look how beautiful this when it is beautiful like them there's there'll be kind of little tiny montages of pillow shots of them getting from from one scene to the next and that's where they'll have a lot of wide shots of them there's there's like they're walking through a lake and the, the sun they're almost in silhouette because the the sunbeam is hitting the or the reflection of the water and shots like that but um, the in that scene, they start arguing, you know, and getting in a fight, and the camera goes on the other side of the train as it passes, and you can't really hear what they're saying. Yeah. And it just they, he he finds a way to make every scene dynamic in its own way. Yeah. Like the the um, sick balls scene. Yeah, I was gonna point that out. There's... When he when that happens, he starts running, and how scared he is. Yeah. And and that kind of no, I know that scared in that run. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the, it goes in a slow motion, and then yeah. <laughs> the like, slow motion shot of him. And then it cuts right back to like him running really fast and screaming. Yeah. And like and when he's going in slow motion, it's the um, the sound design. It yeah. cuts down, and it's just like ambient noises and stuff. It's so. That's what I'm saying. It's like there's almost a stylistic cool like subtle thing he's throwing in like again it's just dynamic filmmaking there's a few moments like that he's using i i would say it's this and um um misery is where i can think of his movies that he does these i don't they're again they're not these crazy moves he's just using a like a wide variety Mm -hmm. of film uh, techniques in an absolutely like flawless execution that feels it feels uh grounded and part of the story and part of the film and at the same time it's like you don't even realize how good it is the reason these scenes are so good it's not just because the acting and the writing are, are great too it's like the editing and the sound and the direction are so fucking solid that and how they're shot you just get lost in it it's so good i think that helps the theme of the movie too where like in that moment when when the camera slows down on gordy as he's running away from chopper that's like in his head you know yeah like, yeah because because they've built chopper up to be this enormous this monstrous dog, dog yeah. and he's just a little <laughs> just a little mutt you know and he, yeah he has a line about it like the oh he, that's chopper like he <laughs> i thought he was bigger or something but uh that he it's a good line to walk between like when it goes to being theatrical and stagey is like in those moments like the whole pie eating scene is like that basically like because it's all in a different style like it's 
but that's the theme of the movie it's just very you're you're seeing what what's built up in these characters heads versus how it really is and i think that's really smart like oh yeah the like the oh gosh i love the 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 narration whenever um and i would if lucas was here uh i i when we were um it was like six in the morning and we we're um coloring levity yeah and i said isn't this great you know like <laughs> yeah. you know and it, it, it there it, it was something you know it's just the three jordan lucas and i and in the studio and no one else was there and the sun was coming up it was like this moment yeah just like when they're in the junkyard before they go oh uh, yeah G gordy has to go get the food which that's another great scene too when he's at the at the store yeah at the store and that guy's yeah. talking about he's like how just it's so subtle I lost a brother in Korea or something. Oh. He says, yeah. <laughs> you don't see many adults either. It's all from the kids' perspective. You see their gang, you see Ace's gang, and then there's like a handful of adults that appear once. You have the junkyard guy, and you have the store where he buys the hamburger, and then you have his parents, and that's pretty yeah, much and it. Again, yeah, there's there's the um uh, the the waitress comes out after the oh yeah done. <laughs> who's who's doing cherry bombs out here yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's all there it's like how you see the world when you're that age you know like what what is important to you and he just nails that so well that tone of it like which is why it kind of made me sad i think because it's like that the melancholy of nostalgia like how you see the world at that age is like myth it's magical you know and yeah that well know. the um is this cory feldman's best performance he's good in it yeah i didn't I, when yes, that, that probably. when he uh this is also the line uh i'll rip off your head and shit down your neck or something like that shit, shit down your throat <laughs> or something like that is There's so many great insults in this movie uh jack nicholson says that in to uh in a few good men at the end oh <laughs> like his go-to line or yeah something. <laughs> um I, I wonder if that was like um because it's both because it's both like this in a military it's a very military you know yeah kind of like threat american military threat and i wonder if it wasn't a small callback to this movie from in a Aaron few Sorkin. good men yeah i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't yeah. be surprised yeah. but that that scene whenever that how that the junkyard guys like ripping into teddy oh yeah he just like loses it and then that's like you know burns trying to make him feel better even though like teddy picks on him all the time with the flinching and stuff yeah and and then he sees that like okay maybe i shouldn't you know try to cheer him up right now just that like that yeah. dynamic and then teddy says like i'm sorry that's so good yeah there's so many great moments character moments in this like so yeah. many that just drive drive the characters forward and drive the story forward and you end up loving all these characters all these kids yeah you care about each and every one of them equally so the so the threat is real if like they get in any kind of danger or oh yeah um, you know scary moment or if the, they're vulnerable or anything like that and the stakes are all relatively low like kind of but it's for them it's no but the, that's the best that's the same thing we were talking about with the uh, last week's movie breaking away it's yeah. like it doesn't have to be the end of the world like i'm that's one thing i'm so sick of is oh like, sure yeah how, how do you make some every, of the better some of the better superhero movies that have come out lately have i was just gonna say every not, marvel movie it's like, yeah <laughs> oh the universe is gonna end unless we the writers think they have to do that it's i just, think that's what it is like oh just, this has to be yeah. big everything has to be bigger and you know this movie has like there is a there's a green screen effect where they're on the bridge yeah i was gonna I was going to get to the bridge scene. Like that is that scene is so fucking good. I 
Can't. So those are composite shots, right? The three, that, the shot, the not the. I know they did. There's the, a telephotic fake kind of depth. Yeah, where they they, they flatten the space with a with a really long lens for a couple shots, but they're mm-hmm. there's, there's one a couple there's three one quarter blue shots. screen. There's a blue screen. Yep. Yeah, and they fall down and he gets them, them jumping right. That one, it, and there's there's a couple others from the same angle where it's like a three quarter. You see the train and you see the kids, and it's clearly them. It's yeah, not a stunt double. Vern falls when he loses his. Uh, the whole setup of that, and like Gordy bending down and checking the vibration of the, yeah. the tension of that, and again, the any um, score and or needle drop is completely void and it's just sound it's just the like nature yeah and it's very still yeah and the way they set up them the running and 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 gordy on his like can't he's you know can't he's too afraid to be standing up on the bridge and he's going real slow and then he's trying to he's like gives up and it's like a war moment <laughs> That's like I, I almost can't even talk about it without. It's so moving. Yeah, it's perfect filmmaking. Yeah, it's so fucking good. A lot of different. Gordy types yelling of shots. at him to stand up and yeah, them like, run man run and oh, it's so good. So a lot of different techniques went into that too. Like you know, you had the telephotic lens, you had the green screen shots. I think I've seen or... make the making of this movie and Rob Reiner's just like yelling at them to be like more afraid. Yeah. But like I he's like he's too, like yeah. really digging into them. Yeah. Like you're not doing it right, like you know, yeah. you have to be fucking terrified. <laughs> there wasn't really any threat, but based on the uh uh the tragedy that happened on the Twilight Zone set, they I guess really affected filmmaking for like working with children there was a lot of lot more rules put into place and what you can do what you can't do so like some of those shots are stunt doubles like the the really wide shots of them running are stunt double like small women dressed up like the boys yeah i I, I thought about that i figured you know what this is a quick sidebar but the very it's the second shot of the movie the first shot of the movie is a wide of the Jeep of Richard Dreyfus, he's parked on the side of the road because he's he's had must have gone down and gotten the newspaper and then yeah. had read the headline and he yeah. is reflecting. And the next shot is a medium. Yeah. So it's that's still a wide. It's a wide of the vehicle. And you can't quite see the guy. Go back to that spot in the movie. Listeners, go check that out. It's the, literally the second shot of the movie. I don't think that's Richard Dreyfuss in that shot. And then it's a, it's a, does a, breaks the 180 rule. Oh, really? It, it works because it goes into the, it's a reverse shot of inside the car. And now you're with Richard Dreyfuss. Well, I was going to point out too, I don't know if you saw this or not, but the, uh, the driving double for Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> oh no it's so bad like they oh really it does it's so they didn't even try to make it look like him like the i'm so good at picking that stuff out usually like so Kiefer sullen has this like bleach blonde hair but the stunt driver has black hair they like they didn't even put a wig on it and you can clearly see it there's one shot like when the when the truck after the truck crashes like for a brief moment the stunt driver turns and looks and they left it in and it's just a guy like it it looks nothing like no that's funny and they're cutting back and forth i've never seen it that's so crazy i'll have to look for it yeah watch watch that scene again like and watch the stunt driver it's like it's pretty funny how and i you wouldn't know it because like most of those shots you're looking at something else like but they are cutting back and forth like they get the reaction they run over all those logs and stuff yeah that's a pretty crazy scene too that it's a near miss like the 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 stunt with the uh the truck pulling away like that entire sequence was stunt doubles like driving that's so funny because you you would um that's a pretty because they're in a convertible so you would have to have you couldn't have puppets or mannequins or whatever you would have to have four stuntmen in a convertible yeah and that like and it's an older car so like you know i don't know that's crazy 
I was just thinking about the editor looking at the footage, like, oh, I hope oh, nobody shit. notices this. Yeah. Well, I didn't notice that. And I'm like, <laughs> usually the master of finding all that stuff. So, what is the axe structure? Do you think is it two axe? I was trying to look for. Hmm. I was thinking it was maybe two axe with the act break being the pie eating contest because that's like right in the middle. Um, yeah, this movie is interesting in that way. I never thought about that way. I usually don't really pick up on that stuff unless it's like pretty obvious or yeah. when if you ask me and I go, okay, that makes sense. But it's like th this, obviously this event and this weekend changed the four of their lives forever but yeah. not in like a way that is like immediate. It's just a lingering feeling, I would assume for them. I, I wrote the one of the few quotes I wrote down was, uh, "No way, Superman would win." Uh, he's a real. He's a real. What was it? Yeah, my, Mighty Mouse is just a cartoon. Superman's a real man, yeah. a real guy. <laughs> yeah. Lots of uh, lots of hard R's, lots of hard F's in the like. <laughs> yeah, a lot, lot of lines like uh, that. But that's how people talked back then. That's how people know, talked up until like the nineties. The nineties. Yeah. Two thousands, for God's sakes. It was yeah. kind of getting a little less, you know. This yeah, there's just a lot of like honesty in that way like the there's a this movie got an r rating basically because of all the swearing and like you, you're not i don't know you're not expecting you see a movie with like four young actors and you're not expecting this level of honesty in the in the dialogue i guess it's just like a lot of ins, a lot of great insults a lot of like name calling and right yeah and this their back and forth kind of insults and then like how they they're very like dirty hairy at the end with uh you know or like i guess for them it wouldn't be dirty hairy as much as it would have been like you know western movies yeah is that like you know not if i see you first and yeah. they sort of have these heroic lines you know yeah when gordy holds up face at the end wouldn't you say that there, you know, like everybody's chasing alien and aliens, right? Yeah. Everybody's trying to remake those movies. Yeah. And failing. Like, I would say this is whatever this movie is, it's one of those movies. Yeah. People have been trying to make a movie like this, you know. You see like homages to it everywhere. Yeah. Like Stranger uh, Things, Stranger like with things, the yeah. friend group in that show. And God, if, yeah. if i had if i made a anything that like took place with you know this you know early teenage era i would i would be ripping from this movie constantly yeah it's that sort of no matter what kind of movie it was you know if it was horror or, well know, i think you, people are be... looking to this movie for any kind of coming of age story uh or any sort of journey like I, I saw shades of the odyssey I, I think i see the odyssey everywhere though like any any movie or story where people are going from point a to point b and like things happen in between is yeah. basically the odyssey but uh the hero's journey yeah but that structure like everything that all the little vignettes are so perfectly fitted into the character's arcs you know, like the from the junkyard scene at the beginning to the leech scene at the end. Like by that point in the movie, when they get covered in leeches, that's like they're so drained. And it's just I don't know. I, I see. Yeah, it's so perfectly structured in that way, like that people are trying to. People are trying to remake this movie. Yeah and not doing as good a job yeah <laughs> you sure. ever get a leech on you oh um, i think i've seen yeah. a leech once i've gotten a leech before. okay yeah it's not on my balls though no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah that always freaked me out and there's blood on it too yeah that's a great like moment too when they there's like this they get all the leeches off then there's this pause and everybody's looking at each other 
and then Gordy yeah, the just kind of down and yeah, yeah the, the texture and the editing there and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's really good. Yeah, this movie just flows so perfectly. The the needle drops are perfect and it's diagenic because one of them has like the radio and yeah, them, them dancing or singing the Paladin theme song or like these aren't shows I know or whatever, but like yeah. just all the music and the nostalgia of it and how relatable it is. I think it's relatable probably across the board too. Yeah. Um, I like my wife did say like this is a boys movie which obviously it's more of a boys movie than it is a girls movie because there's basically no girls true. in this movie That's and true. they're not yeah. at the age where they care about girls they're yeah. starting to they're talking about like very juvenile things that basically yeah. don't don't actually ever stop but yeah. you know, they're talking about the girls breasts and stuff and on like a tv show and this is so good yeah i if somehow you haven't seen this movie um listeners Go watch it. It's so good. I couldn't imagine you. Like we said, it's it's a short watch. It's super tight. And God damn it, is it good? Highly, highly recommended. Although, it by the time this episode comes out, it won't be on Netflix anymore. So. Damn. Yeah, but it'll be on something else. It's pretty popular. Uh, Beautiful movie. Watch it. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> hey, that's my life. <laughs> Um, All right, let's record a segment called what are you watching um so i went camping and i watched uh i watched a woodpecker feeder babies <laughs> the, the, our, our camp site like we got all set up and there's this high-pitched chirping constant i'm like what is that noise yeah. for like a couple hours i'm like what is happening and then i see this tree and there's like a hole in it and i see the this woodpecker sticking her head in and then flies away and then comes back and it's like oh so oh that's awesome i saw that so yeah i didn't i didn't watch anything this week i apologize but uh, i i do oh, not have anything go. for what are you watching so what what did you see this week well i've uh let's see um we watched the first four episodes of a show on apple tv called loot with Maya Rudolph. Okay. And um, she's married to Adam Scott, who's like a tech billionaire. He's like the richest man ever. And it, they're like unbelievably ridiculously wealthy. And does Adam Scott have like a contract with Apple TV or something? Like he's in every I, show there. I think that that probably does happen a little bit where you're like, you know, you get to do this one. It was in Severance do... too, right? Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. And that happens, like, I've noticed that with, like, HBO shows and stuff. Yeah. But, anywho, um, it's a comedy. And she finds out that, you know, the very beginning of the the, the whole, the main uh, thrust into the plot is that he cheats on her with a much younger woman. Mm. And they get divorced. And now she's, you know, this, bill she's a billionaire herself through the divorce. So it's like, what what's her life now? And she's so out of touch and it's just, and she, so. Oh, that good. sounds funny. That's, it is I, funny. And it's really well done. It's, it's um, Alan Yang, who um, I'm pretty sure he was one of the creators of uh, Master of None, which you haven't seen. It's really good. That's on Netflix. Oh yeah. I saw it. Yeah. Um, really is that good. show. Is that show over? I don't know. Is, I think that might be one of those projects where he might come revisit it, you know, in yeah. a couple of years. But that, um, that premise sounds perfect for Maya Rudolph. Oh, yeah, she nails it. It's she's really good. Uh, good, great soundtrack and needle drops and stuff so far. Well shot. Uh, it's it's fun. Cool. Um, my number one. Like you have to watch this is The Old Man with Jeff Bridges. Oh, yeah, it's I know I, I episodes yeah. in. It, it's coming out you know one episode at a time on hulu or you know maybe it's on fx or something like that um they do some really cool double work where they will have these long kind of very realistic shots of uh, our scenes of um bridges getting in fights with guys and basically jeff will like step out and like instantly a stunt double will come in or they do a smart edit there Oh, okay. And, um, I can always tell. Yeah. 
because mainly it's what's happening is too violent for Jeff probably to handle at his age or for it to make sense for him to do, but he's still doing quite a lot. And um, it's just the unfolding of the story is really good. John Lithgow, um, maybe whatever that girl's name is. She's maybe from uh, Arrested Development. Mm. And um, so that is great. It's ongoing. Definitely going to watch Old Man. We finally finished Ozark. Oh, did you? And okay. Some of those, there was like kind of dragging its feet, in my opinion. That show, and yeah, it's it's well done and well acted and all that. It's just there's that moment where, um, he finally like loses it, and he's in like a traffic jam, and he like is just like has at his wits end with Wendy, and he like just beats the shit. Like they turn, he turns the music up as soon as that song started. Like he turns the radio on to like thrown out his wife yeah and he turns the music up and i was like this is gonna be awesome yeah like like this is gonna be a this is like a scene is about to happen you know yeah and then they beat he beats the shit out of that guy and then he just like walks away from the scene it's just like it it started having these moments that i felt like should have been sprinkled throughout a little bit more heavily like at the end all this yeah just just was really some good stuff was happening like tension and stuff i don't know because that show i've like I've like started and stopped it like three times now. Like, uh, yeah, us too. It's, it, we we just like we really had to like force ourselves through it. I I, okay. I wouldn't recommend like you have to see this or whatever, but yeah. Okay, I, I I'm gonna. It also, I must spoil it for you. So okay, well, don't because <laughs> yeah, I will. I want. I, I don't even know where I am any right now because it's like I like it. I mean, it's it's very nerve wracking to watch. Like, yeah, there can be some really good tension and stuff. And they do it well. They do tension and cringe well. Yeah. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll record an outro. Cool. It's sort of a quicker episode, which I'm fine yeah, with. Yeah, no, this I this is a good this is perfect. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, all right, gang. Thanks for listening. My name's Brad Patello. Find me on Instagram at Brad Patello. Gus is Mr. Trouth. Adam is Renaissance Grunt. And um, email us a movie odyssey dot podcast at gmail.com i know you want to email us I... and stay tuned for the rest of the summer slamboree we got summer slamboree movies gus made some baller artwork which i'm gonna post probably thursday yeah um next is deliverance right yeah all right can't wait cool all right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. I'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for Bye. listening. Bye.